Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking to the amazing pool girls that have been nominated for Pool Girls of the Year at the Pool Nation Awards. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray Excel, Aquastar Pool Products, and Pivot Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good evening. How you doing? I'm good. Just got back from my adventuring in the woods and just getting back to the grind. And I don't know if anyone knows, I went on a hunting trip and we didn't get anything, but we spent a lot of time in the woods. And I don't know if anyone's seen Alone, but me and Leslie watch that all the time. And the conclusion I came to is that I don't think I could survive in the woods very long by myself. So that's what I learned on this vacation. I think we all could have come to that same conclusion, right, ladies? Is there anybody here? Look, Michelle's going, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Right. Amber, what do you think? Do you uh, no? no comment? I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Lindsay, do you think Zach's got what it takes to live out in the woods? I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, I just want you to know you're on a podcast with five other people, and every single person said, absolutely not. That would not happen. That's okay. I agree. Michelle, good evening. How are you doing? I don't know if you noticed, Michelle, but I knew exactly where your placement was because I had my screens. I, I was pointing up because when we're on YouTube and Facebook, I'm like right below right there. So I was going, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It feels awesome to be on like the real podcast to hear the intro and actually be here. I've done the Instagram, but this is like the real deal with the music. <laughs> And all that fun stuff. And I do have to tell you, already we have Daniel Bowden over here, and he does this to instigate me every time. So he always says either hi to John or hi to Zach before we come on. He never says hi, Edgar. And he's already on Listening Live, and he's like, hey, what's up, Zach? I got you out here, Mr. Bowden. <laughs> I'll do the hi, Edgar, for you. Hi, Edgar. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Amber, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. I saw that you had a little bit of a rough day today. Yeah, every day is unique. I cleaned a ton of pools and had a few setbacks, but it's all good. You're good and ready to go? Yeah. Had a little rain and weather and everything else, but that's pool girl life. 
I am going to have to ask you that if you do try that TikTok thing that you're going to do, that you please video <laughs> that for us so that we see if it works or not. I'm totally going to do that. I've already gotten requests. So yeah, we're going to try it. There you go. Absolutely. Lindsay, how you doing? Doing good. No rain today. Of course, I'm throwing Lindsay under the late watch here, right, Lindsay? Because it's, no, it's still early for you. Same time zone. Same time zone. Every time I do this to Lindsay, I'm like, I think you're in the Florida time zone when you're in Central with me, so. Well, some people just say we're lower (laughs) Alabama, not Florida. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, No, we're Florida. You're Florida. (laughs) Did you see that? Actually, she didn't say it was a bad thing. She's like, no, we're just Florida, so. Kristen, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? It's been a long day. Yeah. Yeah. I feel amber on the this week. <laughs> this week's been a struggle. Yeah. Now, let me ask you. So norm, normally Thursdays are the long days for everybody. Was that your case, Kristen? Was it a long, is it your long day? Y- yeah. Wednesdays and Thursdays are my long days. Yeah. And this week, everything just wants something to happen. What about you, Michelle? Is this it's Thursday your long day? Yes, Thursday is my long day, but actually I have a pretty good smooth day. I actually could have gotten everything done by dark today, but I had to be here and we had a semi truck overrolled on the freeway going southbound. So I actually left five accounts to do tomorrow because I didn't want to miss this. So but yeah, other than that, it was actually everything went pretty smooth today. But I hear you. There's just those weeks where everything goes wrong. And, you know, it's challenging, but then it makes the normal week seem like a breeze. So got to thank those weeks sometimes, I guess. <laughs> That's crazy. And now I'm feeling a little guilty that you left five pools for tomorrow. I'm like, ugh. But how many <laughs> pools do you do on Fridays? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to do it in my head. Well, I have 11 commercials, although one of them I do on Thursday. So I have 11 commercials and then Friday, I don't know, like 12. But there are a lot of spas in that. And then I have three sick route pulls from Ipsa that I have to do on top of it. And that throws a wrench in. But luckily, I have a couple customers that if I need to go Saturday, I can for this special formation occasion. Thank you. You tell them thank you for that. We appreciate that. Yeah. But sounds like you're going to have a long Friday tomorrow anyways with all those accounts. Yeah. Especially those commercials. There's been no wind and the weather cooled down a little bit. We actually had a heat wave, which is like some of your normal weather. So I feel you. Oh, <laughs> she th- threw that in as a dig, right, Zach? She's like your hot weather, right? <laughs> well, it's like 100 degrees here. That's crazy hot for us. We're like, our hot's like 70 for like two weeks straight. It was over 100. That never happens here. Yeah. So, Because you're up close to the coast, right? Yep. Stay close to the water. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now you, you guys out in Florida, your weather's pretty, pretty much for the most part, pretty consistent, right? Oh yeah, it's summer, kind of summer, not so much summer. (laughs) It's hot all the time. So what's your hot? What's like? What's the hottest it gets in the summer? I think July and August is pretty much the hottest. Pretty much the same degrees. It's like high 90s, but the humidity when it's like at 100%, which is the majority of the time, it feels like you're just in a swamp. It feels like you've stuck your head in a dryer with some wet clothes. 
I mean, you're, it's really bad. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Do you get the same thing, Lindsay? Do you get that same? Or are you, because you're up more? We're slightly different. We get hot. Don't get me wrong. It's 90s, 100 degrees with the humidity. But in the winter, we do get colder. We get down yeah, to the 30s no, where cold. they don't. <laughs> I always joke around because when I moved to Texas, everybody talked to me about the heat. And everybody's like, the heat, I can handle the heat. Nobody talked about the cold weather. And if you guys ever want to see me cuss a lot, make me go get in my car outside when it's 30 degrees in, outside and I got to get in my car and it's freezing out there. I just can't manage that out there. I just, I hate that. But you know, a little snow comes and he's out there in his cowboy hat <laughs> getting pulled around on an inner tube like a little kid out there. We all saw that. I do have to tell you, so when that happened, hey, Jeanette, big, huge shout out out to you over there, guys. Jeanette has, has joined us. So it snowed. It was a lot of snow. None of the kids wanted to go outside. Everybody's locked up. So I'm telling my wife, I'm like, go get the car. I'm going to get the hamper and I'm going to get a rope and I'm going to have you pull me around in the car. And all my kids are like, oh, my God, dad, you're so corny. Oh, my God, dad, why are you doing that? Next thing, they all came out after we'd been around four or five times. And then we were outside for probably like four hours pulling everybody in the car. And I'm like, who's the corny old man now, huh? So I got the last laugh on that one, Zach. Anyways, ladies, let's get through a couple things here before we get started today. I want to talk about the Pool Nation Awards, which all of you ladies were nominated for Pool Girl of the Year. So a big, huge congratulations to all of you. Super excited about that. For all of you that are listening, go to thepoolnationawards.com and go ahead to register to vote. If you registered last year, all you have to do is log back in and you can vote. The event is going to be held November 16th in Las Vegas at the International Pool and Spa Show, and it's going to be from 6 to 9.30. Everybody polish those suits. Lindsay was there last year. She knows. she got to dress up. As a matter of fact, you're on our website, aren't you, Lindsay? Like she's one of the stars of the – she is, right? I was surprised when I went to the website. I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> she looked like a movie. She did. Like all of you women looked amazing last year. Kristen, you guys were all dressed up. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if you guys noticed, but that's the most shared picture of the awards with all the pool girls there together. So anyway, so it's November 16th in Las Vegas. Everybody go out there, join us. If you want to register, go to poolnation.com or the Pool Nation Awards. There's two things that you need to do. One, go to the free expo pass and you can click on there. It already has a code in. All you have to do is register and you get a free expo pass. If you do not get that expo pass in advance and you try to get it there at the show, they'll charge you $60 for it. So it's a free pass. Go there, click on it. To get tickets for the Pool Nation Awards, you can do one of two things. You can go to poolnationawards.com and there's a button there. Or while you're registering at the show, I think the fourth step or the fifth step asks you if you want to go to any of the events, you can click there and you can register from there. The other thing that I want to talk about is that we're going to be doing another in-person business training class and that's going to be over in Frisco actually. And that's going to be on Saturday, September 24th from 10 a.m. to 6. The neat thing is that the night before we're doing a women's networking event, and that event is free. It's going to be in Studio A, where we record a lot of our stuff there. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a networking event. And we partnered with Kelly with Pool Girl Training, and they're going to be there as well. And what we're going to do is 
have dinner. We're going to network. And then we're going to have Danielle from the SPPA and Jamie Novak from Natural Chemistry come out. And they're going to do a presentation on sure determination, a personal branding and leadership class for women. If you're interested in going to that, what you're going to want to do is go to Pool Nation. And there's a button there that says Women's Network. Click on that and you can register and go to the networking event. Oh, the other thing, Kristen, is that since you're coming, we're going to be taking headshots. We have a professional photographer, so make sure you come decked out and ready to go so that you can have those ready. Zach, you alive back over there in that corner? I'm here. You're here? Okay. So I'm just checking in on you, buddy. That's all. You good? Yep, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go? Okay. I'm just, I have to check on him every once in a while, ladies, just to make sure that he's, he's with us. Let's pass my bedtime. He's just thinking Ipsa is all he's thinking. So anyways, to register for the financial business class, just go to Pool Nation. There's a button there that says financial business training. You can click on that. There is some homework. So you're getting very close to that window. So if you're going to do it, reach out first because there is a lot of homework that you need to have ready for the class. And so what I wouldn't want you to do is register for the class very close to the date and then not have those numbers because the whole training class is dependent on those numbers. We want to congratulate all of you women for being nominated for Pool Girls of the Years. I'm super excited and let's get this podcast started. Okay. So I want to hear about some of the stories. I want to hear how you guys started into the pool industry, your growth, and where you are today. Michelle, I'm going to start with you, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, and where you are today. Yeah, I've been in the pool business for 15 years now. Before that, I was working at my apartment complex. My son's 16 years old, so I used to work on boats. I worked as on a sport fish boat, on a scuba diving boat, and on a commercial crab fishing boat. So boats were my life. So when I had my son, I didn't want to be away from the water or away from him on the water. My apartment complex hired me and stuck me in the office, which now is good because I learned a lot of business stuff that applies to what I'm doing now. But that didn't last too long until I was like, no, no, I got to do maintenance. So luckily they let me do maintenance. And there I got to do stuff like install dishwashers and garbage disposals and learn a little bit of electrical and plumbing, which I enjoyed. I don't know what got me to want to be a pool cleaner. I was looking at all the pool trucks and would go up to all the guys and ask them how to get into the business. And the guy that hired me on was a great guy to learn from because he runs his business well and he's a very positive person. And he trusted in me very quickly with some repair work. A lot of the times it was like, places he didn't want to crawl into or whatever. So I'm very thankful that he allowed me to do that. And within the first year and a half of cleaning pools for him, my first account was a commercial account, which I think was the best experience because I had to go get all my licenses and everything. And with a commercial, you have to do everything perfect and you have to learn everything and repairs. You have to do the repairs right away. You can't just close the pool for a time being. So that was a good first pool. And then they gave me three of their other commercials. And then through there, I just started slowly gathering pools. So now 15 years later, I have my own successful business with 45-ish residentials and 11 commercials. I know those numbers are a little bit different, but I actually did billing and counted them <laughs> from the last time we talked. But yeah, so yeah, it's been good. I'm pretty busy. My 
Futurely, I would love to hire, I would love to hire a crew of girls, but I would love to have some employees eventually. That's a big, scary leap to do. Right now, my husband's a fisherman and his boat's been broken for about a year. So this past year, I brought him on and he's cleaning a few pools for me. And it's been great to help. And it's been a great experience to know what it's going to be like having an employee and trusting them because there's so many times where I'm just like, oh, no, I'll do it when really I need that time and I need to be like, okay, no, he's got it. He knows what he's doing now. He's good. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Now, does your son help you with the pools? My son, yeah, my son's 16. He's not driving yet, but he's been rolling with me since he's been about three years old, four years old, obviously three was too young. So I would bring him along with me in the summers. And when I have a heater, I bring it home and he tears it all apart. He doesn't want to be in the pool industry. However, that may change (laughs) when he wants a car soon. I have to give him a lot of credit because he's helped me out a lot over the years, just being my little companion. And he knows how to test and clean. So it's been fun (laughs) for me. (laughs) I do have to tell you this. So I'm on social media all the time. But I think your son was born a Texan. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? He wants to move to Texas. He is a little cowboy at heart. (laughs) So I could totally tell. By the pictures and stuff like that, Zach, he's always wearing his cowboy hat, very Texas vibe. I'm like, man, is he from Texas? I guess I need to get a cowboy hat to be a real Texan. (laughs) Yes, yes, because you can't survive out in the woods with that big beard and that scary mountain man look. So let's put a hat on you and see if that works for you. (laughs) We'll try that out. See, mine worked, Zach. Mine worked for when I did the whole hamper pulling around the truck. And did it not work? Yeah, no, it worked. You're a real Texan now. It works. I look Texan there. There you go. So I want to jump to you, Amber, and get a little bit about how you got in the industry and where that's gone, what your journey's been. Okay, sure. Let's see. I've always been in management for the most part. I've ran lots of different companies. Originally, I'm from rural central Florida. So I grew up outside, a tomboy, fixing things, playing things with things and went to college. And so would just work my way up in all these different administrative positions. I was in graphic design, marketing. I did publishing. I did lots of layouts for magazines and newspapers. Pretty creative. I met my husband and in 2018, I got married and moved to South Florida And I got a job and I wasn't happy. I didn't really know anybody. Got another job, wasn't really happy. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start a business and I know I want to be in the service industry. What do I really love? What did I enjoy doing growing up? What's, what are my passions? I like being outside. I did enjoy cleaning my pool as one of my chores. I like working at my own pace. I like having a deadline at the end of the week, but not so much punching the clock at a certain time. I like that flexibility. And I said, I'm going to start a pool business. And I don't know anybody, but we're just going to roll with it. And here we are four years later, and that's been very successful. And I love it. And life is good. So that's how I got into the pool business. That is awesome. Lindsay, what about you? Mine's I did retail management for too many years. I was done with it, didn't know what else to do. 
My husband had a friend who had a pool business here in Florida. We lived in Virginia and he got sent out on a his last appointment, but an extra deployment. So I decided to move to Florida while he deployed and I worked with his friend, started learning the pool business. His friend's like, there's plenty of pools, just learn what you need, go off and do your thing. 2018, August, as I left working with him, started off on my own with eight pools. That was scary, but that was 2020. And then uh, within months, January, we started getting worried that I was picking up too many too quick. Got my oldest son, who's now 26. He was finding different things and didn't know what he wanted to do. I was like, come clean pools. Before we knew it, we had two full routes. And then this year, my husband retired from the Navy after 21 years and he joined the business. So now we have three routes going and we need to hire. The phone keeps ringing and we're saying no often. And at this point, we're at the point of trying to hire somebody to start getting on a fourth route. You guys are picking up pools like crazy because your husband just retired and you already have him on a route. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's busy. Wow. Like you guys were just here. He wasn't even he wasn't even retired when you guys came out to Dallas. That was November. Nah. Yeah. He retired the end of March. So April, he was riding full time. So in four months, basically, he's got his own route? He has his own route. And if he needs anything, he calls, but he picked it up. Over the last couple of years, he was riding with me on the weekends and learning little things here and there and the chemistry. And yeah, he's off on his own. He does his full route. My son does his full route. And I do three quarters of a route because I do the office work and the getting supplies. I do everything else. That's great. That's a lot of pools. So how many pools do you guys have now? So we have 85, but in the summertime, we have 185 visits because of we do several commercials with six times a week service. Wow. And then we do, we mainly do rentals. We have 17 commercials and then 40 something rentals, which are twice a week service. And that's March through October because we live in the Panhandle, Santa Rosa Beach. There's it's called 30A and it's all tourists. It's people in and out every weekend. They stay for a week. So those pools get hit. You have a house that can fit anywhere 20 to 30 people on a eight to 10,000 gallon pool. So it, it needs that extra service. So how many times a week are you visiting those pools? Two times. Two times. Okay, because I I learned my lesson the hard way with the vacation rentals. I started and I thought that I could do once a week and very quickly learned every every week when I came back, it was either cloudy or green and I just kind of learned very quickly. But that whole vacation rental is a beast within itself. It's completely different than commercial. It's completely different than residential. A lot of the phone calls, right? A lot of the spa's not coming on, the pool light's not coming on or any of that at, at all times of the day. So it's very hectic, but I'm super impressed, Lindsay. It's not too bad during the summer. It's springtime with the heaters going because you need to backwash it a little bit more. Right. Now, do you get a lot of the heaters that go down on those vacation rentals? Yeah. I mean, after wear and tear, because they're ran a lot and then they 
try to turn them up. So we always have to put locks on them. And yeah, I used to repair he- heaters. That was that was like the number one repair that I did was literally one heater after the other. So were you going to say something, Zach? Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. I was just going to say, jump to Kristen and say, you want to share your story a little bit, how you got into the industry and how things are going? Yeah. So I was born into the industry. My parents started their company back in, I believe, about 83, 84. So I was born in 90. So I just went right back to work. We had a, a actual store just like Leslie's, but it was Clancy Spawn Pool. And so our summers and weekends were spent there and going on route with our mom. So after school, that's what we did if she didn't finish her pools. So I did that throughout my life. I definitely felt how Michelle's son felt. I did not want to do pools. I hated pools, but still did everything like went and helped out with the store and with pools. I used to have my little side hustles in the little shopping center of washing windows and selling ICs and stuff. You'd be surprised how much we made. So then I helped out my dad still when I got older. Then finally started doing regular things like I was a manager at Kohl's and things like that. Went into the refineries here in Houston and was a lead man for about four years. And then I started, my son was starting to get to elementary school age and daycare is ridiculous for both my kids. And my sister had just started her. I think she was about two years in already or a year in and she's all like, Kristen, this is the best way to save money and be able to work around the kids' schedules. I was like, I hate pools though. Cause for years before I moved out here to, I'm in Houston now in case nobody knew I'm the pool gal of Houston. My dad was like, I need to pass the company to somebody. Your sister doesn't want it. You don't want it. Like you need, somebody needs to. And then lo and behold, me and my sister ended up in the pool industry. Apparently we wanted our own companies. Finally started picking up a couple pools during the weekend here in Houston while I was still in the refineries. Whole goal was to, by the time my son hit kindergarten, have my own route. And so I could pick up the kit, drop them off, work, pick up the kids like my mom did. And it got jump-started in the perfect time because I got furloughed during COVID. And so I got a hold of my IPSA, local IPSA chapter and talked to the president and was telling him, hey, you know, I want to get into IPSA because in our family, if you're a professional, you're part of IPSA. And that's how you network and that's what you need to do. So I reached right out to them. And our president, David Potts, he was awesome because he's like, hey, while you're picking up more pools. If you want to help me out, you most definitely can, which ended up benefiting me more than anything because doing pools in Northern California to doing pools in the South, Texas and Houston area, chemicals and everything, it's completely different. It was cool to have like my members of IPSA be able to help me with that learning curve. And then started just picking up pools left and right and then broke off from helping David out. And I've been doing really good on my own. I was terrified, terrified to work for myself. That's why I told my parents I didn't want to be in the pool industry because I grew up seeing them have customers not pay them sometimes. And it was scary where I saw our business did when like the internet and stuff happened and Leslie started happening, like it sales went down. So it's a scary thing. But now that I finally took the jump and listened to my dad and sister, I could never imagine going back. 
I can work around my kid's schedule because I was working 96 plus hours a week in the refineries and I have two young kids. So it's perfect. I see my kids all the time. Like on route right now, I actually did cuts. I was in the fifties. Now I'm at about 48, but, but I still do my own repairs and everything. I work Monday through Friday weekends if I have to, because I am a single parent. So doing everything and taking care of my kids is my main priority. And pools have been a godsend. I'll tell you that. So that's a little bit about me. I am part of IPSA. Those are my buddies. And then also the women's group and stuff. And I really like that I've been able to reach out and even help other companies in my area and that we're just cool at helping everybody. So we all build each other up. So that's how I started. You guys have a little bit of a niche community down there between all you pool guys out there. Cause I hear the stories of all you guys helping each other out. And that's interesting because it's not something that you see everywhere, but you guys like call each other too. If you guys can't do certain things, you guys, what's that like? My policy with my customers is I am bluntly honest and I will tell them like, Hey, this is who I am. This is the knowledge I have. I do have a lot of knowledge, but there's always something that we don't know. So if I don't know it, I can get you the answer or send you in the direction of somebody that can take care of you. Or there's even times that there's a pool that I just can't figure out what's going on. It happens to the best of us. But what I like is that I can either be like, hey, maybe this person can help you out a bit better or just things like that. Or, hey, I can't take care of your pool right now because my my route's completely full. I have a few other companies that I trust to tell you about. And so I really just love that we can do that or even with the chemical shortages. Like we've had really bad chemical shortages since COVID. And one of the things that's really cool is a lot of us will be like, hey, I heard that there's something here or here. Like we all try to look out for each other. And I feel like how we've created our area in Houston, and I hope other places are like it, but I really feel like that should be the new norm in the industry of helping each other out and stuff because there's plenty of work. There's not there like from what I know is there's there are single polars in my area, but there's a lot of bigger companies. But a lot of these bigger companies that have people like they're the first people that will be like, hey, Kristen, do you need help with something or and it's just a really, really good thing to have. And it helps continue our education because a lot of people, they'll know something like I've had Admiral, I've had Zach like, hey, if you don't know how to do something, let us know and we'll help you out. So I think it's just it's really cool. I don't mean to make you jealous, Edgar, <laughs> but I think you need to hop on the bandwagon up there in Dallas. I think that's what our industry, and I think we're moving that way, but it's true in our area. It is like this little community of people that just want to help each other. And I, someone mentioned it earlier. I think, Lindsay, you were saying when you had the guy help you in the beginning, it's there's plenty of pools to go around. There's no need to be greedy. There's no knowledge we need to hide. Like We need to all work on bettering each other and sharing that information. And you see it all the time down here. And I love that. I think what I like too, is we boost each other up because a lot of the issues is like Amber had mentioned earlier about even with pricing out there, it's like everybody's trying to do something less and less. And the thing is we try to boost each other up out here of educating each other and everything and letting everybody know, like we deserve to make what we deserve for all of our hard work and stuff. And that's not us trying to get everybody else get their work It's Hey, no, you deserve to get paid a decent amount. 
for what you're doing. And so I, what I like is we'll have conversations with a lot of new people starting up. And a lot of these people starting up, they'll be like, oh, I've seen signs for like $40 things or $80 things. Like, hey, if you're educated, or even if you're not and you need the education, we'll give it to you and help you be successful. And I think that's a big thing is other companies letting people understand like, hey, we're professionals. We deserve to be paid just the HAVAC people, I think it's called. Or so I think that's a big thing. Too. Agree. Agree. Amber, do you guys have that in, in, in your area that you're at? And I know you're a go-getter, but. We do, actually. I don't know about other companies, but me personally, anytime I see a pool person, I'm going up and talking to them and I'm trying to network. Doesn't matter who they are. They don't see me as any kind of competition. I have lots of pool business owners in the area that are friends of mine. And if I don't know something, I do give them a call. And or if I can't do something or if they're booked up and they want to throw me a referral, I get that all the time from builders, from other pool services. I don't know. We have our own little network. I don't know if that applies to other companies uh locally. But for me, a group that I'm with, yeah, we do the same thing. We help each other out and build each other up and give tips. And and yeah, it's nice. It makes you feel like you're not alone because there's tons of pools. <laughs> so there's no need to be competitive. I'm not trying to steal a pool from somebody. I'd like us all to be on the same page. Absolutely. So my neighbor, one of the reasons I got into pools is one of my neighbors was a pool guy. And so I, my zip code was 92804, and there was 2,200 pools just in our zip code alone. But he was the one that brought me in, and he used to service that zip code. And it was funny because he, he had his route really tight. But if for some reason, and, and again, I say tight, but there's 2,200 pools. And he was a single polar, and he had service like 85 pools. But if I picked up any pools close to one of his, he would be like really mad. And he would tell me, uh, even though he was helping me, he was like, get out of my zip code, get out of my, and I'm not kidding. Like he was serious, but that was the old mentality of this is my area, stay out of it. And even though he would help me, he would be really upset. And the neat thing is to start to see that change where you start to get, because when I started ladies and, and Zach, there was Everything was hush and you never shared anything because if you shared something, you were sharing it with the enemy and that's how you were seen as the enemy. So it's neat to really begin to see that change and get you guys to be able to do that. But I think with all four of you guys have all that personality of you're strong women. So you'll go out there and do it. And you're not afraid to just see a guy and be like, Hey, what's up? And just get in their face and get in their space to be able to meet with them and the network, because that's what it's all about. It's really the power of it is the networking. That's what really brings the power to it. So it's neat to see, cause I've seen some of you grow in your own space and it's neat to see how strong you are, but also have you have that network. But if you think about it, it's not because other people are doing it is because you ladies aren't afraid to step into that space and be there. Let's see here. Uh Oh, I must've said something and I'm getting called out over here. No, Edgar, they are strong women. So I must've said, I don't know. I must've said that maybe you were like strong women. So I apologize. (laughs) And then Jeanette is saying, I get crazy looks when I walk up to pool pros that see me in my area and I introduce myself and uh, that's the way it is. So 
Anyways, so Shannon is still making fun of me over here, making laughing faces. So Shannon, I see how you are out there. So anyways, now let me ask you each one of this. What would you say that are some of the hardest challenges that you face in your business that as you got into the business, you maybe didn't foresee? And now you're going, man, I didn't think that this was going to be that difficult, but now it is. I'll start with you, Michelle. Challenges. My biggest challenge is when you get this many pools is getting everything done because there's a lot that goes into a pool business when you're done cleaning pools. There's a lot that goes into the business before you clean pools. And like Kristen said, they see us in the backyard for a certain period of time, but really there's so much more that goes on beyond that whether it's billing or writing contracts or creating spreadsheets or chem sheets or taking classes or networking, IPSA meetings. There's a lot that goes in behind the scenes. And I think just managing time well is very important and making sure you get everything done efficiently and not overwhelm yourself enough to where you lose you lose the your service. When I go into a pool, I don't want to splash and dash. I want to go in and I want to do a really good job and not be like looking at my watch, which obviously we have to do sometimes, but I really want to provide great service to all my customers. So it's managing the time. Like today, I could have rushed and done those last four, at least the spas and get here, but I would have been hurrying. And I would have not have given them the service that they deserved. And that's the business that I would like to provide for my customers is I'm not in there just to make a few bucks. I'm in there to give you a quality pool or spa. So I think, yeah, managing your time and sometimes billings do and also balance. Yeah, billings do this weekend. But you know what? I have not spent any time with my kid because pools have been driving me nuts the last two weeks. So billings going to wait another week and I'm going to spend this time with my child and balance too. I think everything that you're the business owner, there's no one telling you what to do. You're the one that decides every move. And yeah, I think just making sure you're running your business well in every detail is the hardest challenge, but I love it. I love the good challenge of it. Yeah, That's a great point, Zach. As business owners, we sometimes get so busy with a lot of the things that we don't create that balance. We always all like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. But especially when you have kids and stuff like that, it's important to to create that balance. So I think a lot of people get, and I think John mentioned it last night, someone had asked about, about hiring and John made a point about how you have to value your time and you have to look at it and price yourself so that you're accommodating for that expense of having someone do that. And I think a lot of us, when we start out, I think a lot of the differentiator, what we say, how are we going to be different than everyone else is we're going to do a better job and we're going to do it more affordably for a customer. And I think that's where we end up chasing a lot of time because we have to have that workload in order to meet, make ends meet and pay bills and things like that. And so time is very, a very tricky thing that we have to learn to master. But again, to your point, I love being a business owner because it's on me to figure out how to solve that puzzle and manage that time. Absolutely. Amber, I'm going to go with you next, but let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors while I cool down from being burned from Shannon over here. Shannon, I see you over here. She burned me. So I I need to go out and take a, a commercial break here. Amber, when we come back, you're next. 
The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com slash dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We are talking to Amber, Lindsay, Kristen, Michelle, uh, some of the women that have been nominated for Pool Girls of the Year. And I think Shannon keeps burning me over here, guys. She's, she continues to make fun of me. But I think I'm going to forgive her because I don't know if you guys knew, but she was Pleatco Pool Girl of the Year a couple of years ago. 
I think here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you keep making fun of me as long as you go up to the Pool Nation Awards and hang out with us. So you're on the spot, Shannon. Anyways, Amber. Yes. I'm going to start with you. So I want to know, and I can tell you're a go-getter and you're always out there. And by the way, you always have a great attitude. I watch your Instagram and watch your stories and stuff like that. You're always that very positive, that very go-getter that doesn't slow down. You go through your transition of having jobs and knowing that you want to do something. You said something when you were telling your story and it explains how you are. You said that you wanted to do something. I think it was like at a man's pace type of a thing gives you that mentality that, you know what, I'm just as good as they are. So you go out to do pools, right? You're out cleaning pools. You're, you've now switched from doing your marketing and all that kind of stuff. You start doing pools. What's something that maybe you didn't realize maybe was going to be as tough as it is? For me, I grew fairly quickly. I didn't realize because, you know, I came from a marketing and sales background. So I already knew how to market myself and do all of that. And within the first year, I was cleaning 96 pools a week and I was doing it by myself. Sometimes I had my helper, but I went through quite a few helpers and I uh, kept getting propositions for more work and doing more things. And I was injured a few times and, and it was just a lot of work, a lot of work. And I didn't mind it because I enjoyed it. But the infrastructure for my business really just wasn't set in place because I wasn't prepared for that sort of growth. And then hiring people, which I had done before, I wanted someone that was going to represent my business the way that I would. So that was difficult. Yeah, it was really just the balance too, as Michelle said, finding the time and the balance for the things that you enjoy. I've had some personal issues with my family through the course of my business ownership and I've taken some steps back, but really it was just not expecting to expand so fast. I had people want to merge with me. I've had people want to partner, want to buy in. I've had property management companies reach out to me. And I just like to do residential. So that's that was difficult. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing as far as that goes. And then I want to learn everything. I want to know about repairs. I want to know about the automation. I want to know about this. I want to know about that. I really just want to know it. And the only way that I learn how to do it is by doing it. So I can't just sit there and just read a book or watch a YouTube video. I have to do it. And it might take me a few times, but I want to learn. And it comes down to being male or female. It's just really just something that I enjoy doing. And throughout most of my life, I wasn't given that opportunity just because for being a woman or, oh, you're really great at administrative work. You're really great behind a desk. So you just need to stay where you are. You're so good at what you do. But if you're not happy and you're not passionate about it, then why are you doing it? And it took me, what, 40 years to figure that out, 35 years. So that's where I'm at. But yeah, that's difficult within itself. But you know, there's things in life are difficult and there's always challenges. And But overall, I love my business and I love what I do. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> As you were speaking, it took everything for me not to keep jumping in and saying, amen, thank God I was muted over here. But I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to come back to Lindsay too. I'm going to ask Lindsay next, but I want you guys 
are doing something on the marketing side because you guys have exploded and you guys have grown a lot. So I want to pick your brains here in just a little bit and ask you maybe what some of the things are that you guys do. So Lindsay, what about you? What's been one of the hardest things for your business? The growth being so fast and uh, learning to say no. As soon as you got that call, it's, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh my goodness. Why did I do this? It's a troublesome pull or just overloading too quick. Learning to say no was a huge thing. And I still have a problem with it. Every time the phone rings, and I've learned to be a little bit more pickier. I've set my pricing. So I'm not taking just every account. I'm not the highest priced in the area, but I can weed through the accounts that I really don't want because I'm at that higher price. I'm about $40 a month when it comes to residential, $40 a month higher than the average here. So that weeds out and it helps me say, sure, here's my pricing. Oh, you don't need me? Have a good day. So that's how I've learned to say no. And when they say yes, it's, oh, oops. Kristen, what about you? Pretty much, I think the hardest thing that I had to deal with is a mixture of saying no to people. And then also, what was it? So saying no to people because they'll keep on calling for obviously for work. And I'm just already at my limit. And saying no to to customers or potential customers is hard because you never know like when you're going to lose one or things like that. But it's like at the same time, like Michelle said, I want to give good service. So it's definitely saying no. Then a mixture of customers when they... When it's a customer and you know how they go, oh, like I'm on fixed income or I need, can you give me a break right now? (laughs) And it's just like, I'm very sympathetic because like I'm a normal working person. I know what it's like, but it's like, I'm so sorry. No, (laughs) I can't. (laughs) So that can be difficult. And so that part of saying no to things, I've gone pretty good at it though. And then I think my hardest thing is to is definitely doing my office side. Because it's like, I'm so good at getting my pools done, even though sometimes they have to roll over to do what I need to do. But it's actually getting my billing straight or getting all, organizing all my paperwork for taxes and things like that and actually doing that side. So Amber said, man, people are like, man, you do that office stuff, that admin stuff so well. They aren't telling me that. That's for sure. (laughs) So pretty much, I think that's my biggest, I guess it's just balancing things in general to think like a few years ago, I would have said, oh, it's people trying to convince people that I can do what I do. Now it's like, oh no, that's easy. It's the whole trying to do my paperwork and trying to be, what's the word? To try to choose like what accounts I'm going to take. And if I can do that area, so I always have to be, start with, hey, what area are you in? Like these people don't understand, like my route is certain areas on certain days. I could, can maybe take a thing. So I had to start, I took it from some of the other companies in the area. Oh, I didn't take it, but of actually having a wait list. And it's like, hey, you know what? I do have a wait list. If you want to be on it, you're more than welcome. If I have an opening in your area for A, B, or C, Or if I do tell customers like, Hey, I don't, I can't offer you full service in your area, but I can do chem only. So it's just being able to organize things. I think saying no is a really common thing that 
business owners struggle with. I hear it all the time and I went through it myself. And when we start businesses, it's all about the hunt and the next customer and we need to get it going. And we get so stuck in this routine of trying to capture everything we can. And Amber, you mentioned infrastructure and there comes a point where our growth outweighs our infrastructure. And it's really because we don't know what we need until we get to a point where we have a pain point or we're experiencing a problem and it's, oh, wait, I need to back up and put something in place so that I don't have these problems. But I think the time management, the growth and saying no are something that most business owners, I would say, struggle with. So it's interesting to hear all that. Now I want to, the next question, I want to flip it. Talk about business goals. And this is the stuff I love is the growth and the goals. And so I want to ask each of you about your business goals and is the plan to grow and hire or is the plan to level out and maintain? What's the next step? So Michelle, let's start with you. Oh gosh. Yeah. I ask myself that question all the time. Because I'm right at that level right now where I can take on more pools, but I really have to be choosy. It has to be in my route. I'm at that that next level where, yeah, I would like to start hiring people, but it's a scary step, hiring people that you trust. My main issue is I want, if I have a crew, I want to pay that crew what they deserve. I don't want someone to come clean my pool and I'm paying them pennies because they're going to treat my pool like pennies. So I, I would like to get my route up to where I can provide such great service. They don't want to lose me and get the numbers up. Ventura has experienced a, quite a huge change the last couple of years. We went from a small town to basically Malibu. So I'm trying to get these other guys on board like, hey, like th- these are higher end people moving in. A lot of Airbnbs. We should not be charging the same price for Airbnbs, guys. We're, it's twice as much work. And so I, I'd like to get the prices up a bit before I, I take on people. Like I said, I want, if I have a crew, I want them to be happy. I want them to be paid well, to be treated good. I would like to actually have a couple fleet of trucks. Technically, I would like to provide them with their own vehicles. They come, it's there. They don't have to put wear and tear on their own vehicle. Pay them as an employee, do the workers comp. If I'm going to do it, that's how I want to do it. And I want to do it right. So I'm really hoping just going with the flow and really hoping that does eventually work out. Yeah. So future goals. (laughs) That's awesome. And I'm curious too. I just, I wonder how many people are just, they shop with other people's wallets. I think it's John that always says that. And how many price points in different markets are set just because everyone's shopping or whatever John always says, I probably botched that all up, but And it's like the story Edgar was telling earlier, I believe about the 110. And it's like, oh, you need to be paying him 200. And that's what he offered. And I wonder how much opportunity there is because all of those things you just mentioned, they all come at an extreme cost. And it's not just when we're in the backyard and we go out and we do the work and then we leave. It doesn't just start and stop there. There's all those other things. So it's always interesting that to me to think about how much is being left on the table in these different markets. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot, like John says, you shop with somebody else's wallet. You're like, oh my God, that wouldn't, I wouldn't, I can't tell them that amount of money because that's a lot of money, but that's what it's going to take for you to be able to deliver that service and deliver that product. And especially through the podcast and the networking and all that. And you look at Zach, the rates that Zach charges is because that's what his business needs. 
And even when the rates were before COVID, that the rates were really low, that's what he was charging. And people would go, that's impossible. You can never do that. But when you deliver that top-notch service, when you deliver what you ladies are talking about, which is, I don't want to splash and dash. I want to give a quality service. In order for you to do that, you have to charge a quality rate. So a lot of times I hear people in, from all areas, right? Whether it's California market that I've been in or in Florida, oh, we'll never get those rates here. Oh, we'll never get that. But yet you have somebody that penetrates that market that delivers that VIP service and gets the 279 a month. And everybody else is like, oh my God, just talking to Corey from San Antonio. There's a lot of people in San Antonio going, oh, I can't. And he charges 275, 300. He gets it all the time, but he delivers that quality service. So absolutely agree. Amber, what about you? What's your goals? Oh, okay. I've thought about this because I've already taken a step back. I do want more growth. I have two trucks right now. I wouldn't mind hiring someone else. For me, it's just more finding the right person. And again, just working on that infrastructure. I need to really lay out my business plan and work on that. I've had some things at home going on and my husband had some illness and a lot of other things. So I'm trying to find that balance because I really love being a business owner, but I also really love my family dynamic. And it's hard. Where do you draw the line? How far do you want to grow? How big do you want to get? How much time do you want to spend away from your family and the things that really matter to you? I love my business. But at this point, I think I'm comfortable where I'm at just because it's not stressful. I'm enjoying it. At one point, it, it was so overwhelming that I, I didn't have the passion anymore. There were times where I'd be like, oh, I just want to quit. This is horrible. And then it was that turning point where I was like, wait a minute. I started this business because I loved it and I was passionate about it. And I got up every day like wanting to go to work. It's not that way anymore. So maybe I need to reevaluate where I'm at. What are the things that are stressing me out that are causing me grief in my business? Is it too much growth? Is it this? Is it that? So is it a person? Is it my customers? What is it? I did take a big step back and I'm comfortable right now. I'm comfortable enough where I can do the things I enjoy. And I'm not going to lie, this last week, I've been working like 12, 13 hour days. I pick up about five pools a month, maybe. And I do a lot of quotes. I, I don't turn people down. I will always just at least look at it. And I put my prices on my website as well. And I do that on purpose because I don't want my customers to feel like I'm nickel and diming them. I don't like the hidden fees. We have a lot of guys down here that do the a la carte stuff where they're like, you know, we're charging for this, charging for that. And I get it, but that's why you charge 60 bucks for a month because you're going to tack on something all the time. I want an all-in-one, all-inclusive service. I lost someone a few days ago. They were referred to me and they saw my website and then they never called back. They said, I think your price is a little too high. That's great because I just weeded out someone that was probably going to give me a hard time anyway. So that works. So I, I, 
that's how I run my business. Again, I'm a little high for my area, but yeah, I like it. And my overhead is enough for me to make a profit. It really just depends on what your overhead is. How much are you paying for your truck? How much are you paying for your space or your chemicals? I've been able to not go out of business during all these tough times, like a lot of these bigger companies, because I keep a really low overhead. I don't have a lot of loans. I don't have a lot of debt. I try to keep it as minimal as possible, just with the basics. And so it's, I've been able to coast through some of these tough times, like this inflation and COVID and all of that. So yeah, that's as far as growth. Yeah. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I'm still slowly growing. I'd say five pools a month is still growth. I don't want to be at 150 pools right now until I find the right person. But who knows, that person could walk into my life next week. So I'll take that chance if that opportunity arises. She dropped some gold, huh? (laughs) You were dropping some gold, girl. (laughs) I love that. And yes, a lot of really, a lot of key points there. And I'm very passionate about the whole pricing on the website thing. That's exactly what we do. And it's vetting your customers and you're saving yourself a lot of wasted time. And I feel like customers like that transparency. It builds a little bit of trust for those that do want to move forward with you because you're upfront about everything and they're not going to get nickeled and dimed. So I love that. And then another point that you just mentioned is basically knowing your numbers. You know what your costs are, you know what your overhead is, and you know where to be at. And that's a thing that is a lot of times hard for a lot of people to really, the numbers are scary. But once you get into that, you unlock that piece. It is so empowering. So I love all of that that you just said right there. And the key thing is the number one reason in the U.S. why small businesses go out of business is because they don't know their cost of service or the cost of their product, but yet they're in business. They're selling a service, they're selling a product, but they don't even know their cost of that product. Numbers are just essential. So a a lot of big points there, Amber. Lindsay, what about you? This is one that we've, it's been difficult because as one polar and then it was supposed to be just two of us and now it's three of us. My son is enjoying it. So At this point, we want to grow it and eventually give the company to my son. To do that, we definitely have to hire people. And it's been like, I'm not hiring anyone until I know, until the infrastructure, like Amber was saying. So, yeah, Charlie's my first employee. He's on payroll, workers comp. I have all, I did all of that, but I don't have the job description. I don't have the other things that accountability to, to unfortunately have to do write-ups and all of those things that I know how to do from retail management, but it's not set up through the business. And I just, I don't have time to do it right now. It's you're working and you're keeping the invoices up and you're doing everything else. I don't have time to set us self us up for hiring. And then, also, our location, it's, it is hard to find someone to work. You can go to Whataburger and get $20 an hour. It's hard to find someone who's going to be out there in the 100-degree heat cleaning the pool to the same expectation as we have because we're not the splash and dash. We're, we're getting it done. We've raised our rates as a company versus your, it's not just me. It's not a one-polar. I got to 
think of us as a bigger company, get us set up for that income to bring somebody in. And uh, and I actually just lost an account today, too, because I raised her rates over the summer and uh, she called and said, you're just too high. So I'm like, okay, no problem. But I've had other ones over the summer. I raised them a lot, a hundred and some a month. And they're like, okay, good, approved. Within five minutes of sending out the email, approved. They're happy. They know that they don't get callbacks. The service is there. So getting those prices where they need to be able to have enough of that profit to bring somebody on as well. So that's where our goals are is getting us profitable, more profitable, and then getting all that paperwork ready to bring somebody in, put them on that payroll, getting a fourth truck. So it's that that's where we are at this moment. That's awesome. Kristen, what about you? You going to take over the world? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One pull at a time. (laughs) I like that. One pull at a time. She didn't say no, by the way. Did you guys all notice that she didn't say no? She just said one pull at a time. So pretty much it's, I've always thought about it. I was never really, my main reason I got into this was to have time with the kids and not pay for daycare. That's obviously been going on. I've talked to Zach a few times about, I want to hire people, but I don't feel like I'm in the place to do so right now, just with everything that it's so up in the air about chemicals and workers and things like that. And I am still very much trying to get cross my T's and dot my I's on everything else. Like how Amber is like, I know all of this and this and this of my company. So she's very comfortable. And it's like, oh, like I'm still trying to perfect some of that. So I feel like it's definitely going to take a couple of years if I do, but kind of like Amber as well. I like right now I'm comfortable where I am. I really don't need a bunch more accounts. If I take on a few, that's fine. Every month, I feel like that's good for the next year or two while I gear up to hire people if I want, because ultimately I don't want to be doing cleaning pools myself as I get older. I've seen what it's done to my parents physically over the years. And so I don't want to do that. I would like to step back more back into the behind the scenes as I get older. But right now, better take advantage of my youth and uh, and work as much as as efficiently as I can till then. Why did you say that and look at me? Like why did you say that and say I'm going to take care of my youth and just looked at me? Why do you think I looked at you? <laughs> right, Michelle? She like Where do you think she you like are gave me a stare screen? like you're old. She was looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a guilty conscience. Is it? It could be. <laughs> no, it's me telling myself that I'm still young, but I went to that parent-teacher thing today and I was like, man, I'm not in my 20s anymore. No, it's just, I'm definitely just seeing how it is on my parents. I mean, my dad, he's still working. He does everything himself and he's in his 60s now. But then at the same time, like Lindsay, I want to eventually be able to give my kids an option of working for me while they're in college or being, if they choose, they want to take over the company when I get older and when they're older, I would like to have something that's established for them where I'm going to make sure my kids work from the bottom up, but at the same time, make it where they don't have to struggle as much as all of us did having to figure out all of this stuff. Because even though like I came from a family that's in the industry, 
it's always changing. And I'm, I started in a completely different state. So it, it has its struggles. It has its differences. Same thing is I take my dad's advice all the time I can, but the truth is everything changes. He started years ago and now I'm starting now in 2020s and it's a whole new market and it's a whole new state. It's like a whole different world than California. So I'm definitely in the air as to where it is. I want to grow, but I'm going to pump up the brakes a little bit because I'd rather have a good quality service and make sure that my company is going to stay afloat during hard times, which for me starting off like actually booming during COVID when so many other companies just went out of business, that says something. And I would rather continue that than go under trying to build too fast. Cause I think that's a lot of the flaws that people have. Absolutely. Go ahead, Zach. It's just hiring is, it's such a scary thing in the beginning. And it is something that when you make that transition, it, it is a huge time commitment, right? Like it just becomes that much more work. You have to invest in that person, but it's just, Edgar always tells me it's just flexing the muscle. It's just flexing the muscle. It's just going through the process and learning over and over. And pretty soon it just becomes a routine thing. But I definitely feel for that first hire because I went through that. And I just remember it's not me out there doing this and it's someone else and I'm having to trust them. And how can I possibly train them to do it the way I do or care the way I care? And to be completely honest, that's something that I think is just we're always going to chase. How can we get that that buy-in? How can we get that commitment from other people that don't have the same skin in the game that we have? But it is very, once you start going through that and you start getting some people, it becomes more of a repetitive task. You learn, I'm still learning every day, but it, and your workload never gets less. It just becomes a lot different. And then you have a lot more of that flexibility and that time and that balance starts to come in. But there's a lot of sacrifice to get there. So you will, it will only become harder before it gets easier. Now, I'm going to tell you two things. One is when you go to hire somebody for the pool industry, and probably if you guys, if you ladies look at the other jobs that you had, when you had to hire for the that type of position, you were hiring a totally different type of person, right? Totally different skill set. And you're coming in now as a business owner and you need to hire somebody, but it's not just an office person anymore because those people are probably a little bit easier to come by. You have to go and find somebody that is not only going to be good at handling your customers, a good customer service, that they're not going to cut corners when they're left alone to look by themselves. Like Michelle was doing, I could have gotten out there today and done those five pools a lot quicker. Guess what? Your employees probably will be like, well, I don't want to do those five pools tomorrow. I'm going to splash and dash and get them done. Three, you have to hire somebody that's willing to be out in the elements in order to get these work, this work done. And so it's very difficult. My background, I worked in hotels. I hired tons of people. And I'll tell you this, when you hire your first person, they're not going to be the right person because you're going to make mistakes. Even when I went and I started my business and I hired my first guy, I didn't look at all those things that I needed to hire for the physical aspect of it. The, if they're by themselves, they're going to do the right thing all the time. They're not. And so even I hired 
the first person. And then I looked at myself and I go, wow, that was probably one of my worst hires that I've ever done. But you learn from it. And that's the important part. And so the only thing that I can tell you, ladies, is you're going to go out there. You're going to hire people. You're probably going to screw up the first time. You're probably going to screw up the second time. But as you hire those people, you're going to start to look at the things that you've done wrong through that failure. And you're going to go, now I learn from that lesson. I'm going to find that. And then what's going to happen is, boom, you're going to you're going to find that person and go, this is the right one. You're going to bring them on. And then that person is going to turn out to be that gold star. And here's the other part that sucks about that. Then you're going to go out and try to go hire the next person and you're going to hire the wrong person again. And then you're going to hire the wrong person and then you're going to find the right person. So it's all about learning. It's all about finding those qualities in those people. And sometimes we don't always see them, but unfortunately you're going to have to learn by making those mistakes, but don't get discouraged. Cause I, I do talk to people that have hired their first person and it's turned out really bad. And now they're afraid and now they don't want to grow anymore. So just remember, you're going to hire those people. You're going to make the mistakes. It's okay. You'll learn from that. And eventually you'll hire those people and be able to grow. So anyways. Edgar's heard a lot of my mistakes (laughs) over the last few years. And there's been a lot of them, but a lot of good ones too. And the thing is, when you run a business and you have a lot of employees, it's just it never stops. It's just it's always something different that kind of comes up and you learn as you manage your way through it and you get the bumps and bruises. So, ladies, gentlemen, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, I'm going to get your final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blurayxl.com. 
Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast. We continue our conversation with these amazing women of the pool industry. And ladies, I have to tell you, I'm, I, I've had a great time listening to your guys' story. I do want to say something that's a little bit creepy. So I start going into my Instagram and this is how much Instagram knows what our circle of people is that I just took a picture. I posted it on Instagram. I hit A and Amber came up automatically. <laughs> I started to type Houston. And of course, the pool gal comes up first on there. And then same thing for you, Lindsay and Michelle. I just had to try type one of your letters and your name came up straight up to the top. So I think they're listening to our podcast. And if you are Instagram, de deposit a whole bunch of money into each one of our accounts. You know, <laughs> I wonder if that will work. Like... Instagram, into our bank accounts, lots of money. <laughs> They're just going to send you photos of money Yeah, now. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so anyways, ladies, I've really enjoyed today's podcast. I've gotten to talk to you over time, but every time I talk to you guys, I get a lot more details from your story and stuff like that. It's definitely super inspiring. Zach, let me get your final thoughts. Yeah. First of all, big congratulations to all of you on being nominated for Pool Girl of the Year. It's very obvious why. And I'm super excited to be able to spend the evening with y'all and get your stories. And I personally, I love the business side of things. That's where my passion lies. And I love hearing everyone's challenges and everyone's goals because the one thing that never ceases to amaze me is how you can have so many different businesses in so many different areas and at so many different stages in their business. And we all experience a lot of the same challenges and we have a lot of the same goals. So it's really cool to be able to have those conversations and relate to each other and be like, oh, okay, so it's not just me. Because I know a lot of times, even for me personally, sometimes it just feels like we're all alone and whatever's going on or whatever we're running into at that moment. So I love hearing that. And I just want to give you all a big thank you for taking the time. I know we had a little bit of a bumpy star. Edgar's quite the perfectionist with his audio and his mics and everything. So just why know, do I always get the bad that. rap? Why is it always me? That's the bad guy. We sound great though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all sound great. 
So here's one thing that I want to do. Hey, Corey, big shout out to you, Maria from Ensenada and Gals. Maria out here, great podcast. Congratulations, ladies. And then, of course, big shout out to Brian Kersan. He's over here. And by the way, when you said Whataburger, he's like, oh, Whataburger. I want me some Whataburger now. So <laughs> he's uh, he, he says he's always thinking about foods. So I want to do something just one little thing different here at the end. And that is that John is not with us tonight. And every time that John is not with us, he has to pay the price for not being on the podcast. So I'm going to throw a curve to one of you four ladies. And what I would like for one of you to do is to inner inner bring your inner, I can't even think of it now, inner John and I want one of you guys to maybe do final thoughts. Like if you were John, who's going to volunteer and be like, I'll do the final thoughts for John. I mean, I'll Uh-oh. do it. Or, or if Amber wants Come it. Come on, who's going to do it? I'll do more than one. I'll, I, I'd love if you all do it. I think that would be great. So I know Michelle, Kristen, and Amber. Well, my favorite from John is it's not all sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> which I find funny because I try to make it sunshine and rainbows. That, that is true. You do always make it sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, but John's like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And I'm like, okay, yes, I know, John. <laughs> but not what you should be saying, John. That'd be my final thought. That'd be thought. your final thought. Michelle, yes, if it were him. Michelle, give us your John final thought since he's not on here. Okay, John. Oh man, girls, this has just been so great hearing all your guys' stories. The pool business, you know, it can be tough and you girls, you know, I just, what can I say? (laughs) Oh my God, that was great. (laughs) But really, you girls are awesome. Awesome. You sounded just like Oh my God, that was so good, Michelle. Ah, oh, John, that's what that's what dinner's almost ready. That dinner's almost ready. We love John. We love John. Oh. And I think maybe you were thinking Kristen was calling you old earlier because he was cracking on on your gray hair the other day. Oh, wait a second. You threw me under the bus now, Michelle. Really? That's oh, what no. you're gonna do? Oh. You you really did pull a John. <laughs> Oh. oh man, you guys! So, but did, does my hair look? My hair doesn't look that great. It was the lighting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna it's, it's amazing. I'm gonna call it. It was it's the lighting. Beautiful. Kristen, you gonna pull? You gonna pull a John? Come on, Kristen. I know you got it in there. No, I really don't. That's kind of a him. Sometimes when he spaces out, when he's trying to think of what he's gonna uh-huh. say, <laughs> but he's just like, okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, I can't get over him saying that about his wife last time, and me going on him because. Yeah, so Michelle got you with that one. She, Michelle and Amber, you got me. I can't do him justice. The reality is John would have already done his final thoughts like 15 minutes ago, <laughs> and then we got to the final thoughts. And, and they're like, all right, it's that, late, bye. <laughs> I know I always say this, but, I, you know. Yeah, that's, Lindsay, that's what you should say. You should say, well, I was going to say my final thoughts, but I already, time in the, I already said them during the podcast. <laughs> Well, there you go. You just said it. (laughs) There you go. We're done. All right, ladies. I do want to thank you. I love talking to you guys. I know why you guys all have been nominated for Pool Girl of the Year. And I want you to think that there's been other people in the industry that have looked at you and have said, I want to nominate this person for Pool Girl of the Year. 
And a lot of times through social media, we don't really get to know people intimately and know their details and talk to them and do all that kind of stuff. Talking to all four of you tonight, it's very clear why somebody went out and nominated you for Pool Girl of the Year. And question, are you all going to be in Vegas? Yes. Amber, Lindsay, Kristen? I'm going to be there. Yes. I am working at it because even I want to say doing these and talking to the ladies more, it makes me more excited about going and meeting them in person. That's my thing. I'm like, hey, that's cool. I got nominated. That's awesome. Whoever did that, that's awesome. But I'm just more interested in meeting all these women. That's how I feel. I don't even care (laughs) who wins because I just want to meet all the other girls. Like, let's go on a vacation that we can ride off and see all the other cool, cool people. (laughs) It is awesome. And that's one of the things that I talk about, Kristen, is that last year at the awards, what I felt that it was is, yeah, we had a great time with the awards and stuff like that. But it was so neat because you interact with so many people, but you never really get together. And then I've tried to describe it as a high school reunion, but it's not. But it's almost like, you yeah, like it's like you, you get together with a whole bunch of buddies and that's what it feels like. It feels like this reunion of, oh, we get to hang out and we have a great time. So I'm super excited for all of you. I hope to see you all ladies up there. Zach, work your fear out. Get up there. This year, you're going to do the awards by yourself. I'm going to sit and watch. Good luck. Good luck with that. So anyways, ladies, thank you so much for joining us tonight and we will see everybody in Vegas. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.